Hey y'all, welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I get to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. And in this episode number 438, I'm welcoming back to the show, Mary Van Geffen. When you're a mom with young kids, it sounds great to go to the pumpkin patch. And then you get in there and you realize that there are five rides going at once, which would be fine if you're walking around by yourself, but you're not. You're trying to echolocate your three and your five-year-old who are flight risks. And suddenly what's fun for other people is like a horror show for you. If you're someone who desires to intentionally and gently parent your kids, but you get overwhelmed with the sights, the sounds, the feels of parenting, then this episode is for you. I've invited back my friend, Mary Van Geffen. She's a parent coach of Spicy Ones, and she is a highly sensitive person with ADHD. She also has uh, a child who she would label a spicy one. And while we've done lots of episodes on parenting kids with neurodivergence, and you can find those links in the show notes, I felt like we needed some really practical, helpful tips for how to calm and regulate ourselves if we as the parent struggle with our own neurodivergence and our own sensory overload. So Mary is our go-to gal. I also wanted to mention, we share this in the episode, and if you're someone who listens to part of an episode and then goes back to it later, I don't want you to miss that she is hosting a special class called How to Say No Without Feeling Guilty. It's happening November 11th, and that link is in the show notes. I don't want you to miss her doing that live. So uh, go check that out. But let's get right to all of her help in getting us to stay calm and connected with our kids when our bodies are a little bit overloaded. Here we go. Mary, welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. Yay, I'm home again. And you just pointed out, yeah, my background used to be the closet. So there's some you growth. <laughs> And you, I mean, was I one of your first interviews? I mean, you were just kind of getting going when we talked. One of, I mean, now you're like. How long ago was that? You've bypassed me. I should have Googled that. I don't know. Years ago. Years ago we Mm. talked. Don't let follower count tell you somebody's bypassed you. Oh, Life could be like a broken Swiss cheese inside, which mine is sometimes. I'm just really thankful that when I asked another parenting person, I said, hey, who would you recommend to talk to moms about being a parent who has their own sensory challenges and dealing with, you know, loud boys and just noises all the time and overstimulation? And they said, Mary Van Geffen. And I said, I know her. I will get her right on this show. So thank you for saying yes. Oh, my pleasure. Because we need to talk about this. Parents need to not feel so bad for being wired differently. Or even if they're like pretty neurotypical, parenting has to be one of the most overstimulating jobs in the world, especially if you have multiples, Mm. but even, you know, more than one kid, but even one kid can be a lot because they've got no diversion from you and you're their sole entertainer. So there's so much coming at you while holding this idea that this is the most important job in the world. So I don't have a right to be overstimulated or beyond my capacity. I got to buck up. And just that whole cocktail of high stakes makes this very overstimulating. Mm. No, that's good. Yeah. Whether you have a diagnosed sensory condition or not, just start there. 
This is an overstimulating job. Yes. And there's something, and this sounds a little woo-woo, but there's something about children not having like emotional boundaries. I mean, you know how a kid will go up and hug the mailman and he will sob to the teacher. Like when you spend time with young children, they aren't holding in their container any of their um, emotional stuff. And so you're constantly awash in somebody else's feelings. And it's hard to know, are these my feelings or their feelings? And I think that's a universal scenario, regardless of how your brain works. Well, I think it was great that you pointed out all of the parenting pressures as an extra layer to the sensory input. So we could talk just your senses of touch and sound and sight and all of those, but also you throw in emotion and then you throw in social dynamics of we're in public and I'm worried about what people are thinking about you. And I'm holding all that energy and processing that. And that can be overstimulating. Totally. It's like the metaphor of being at a, a restaurant where the music is jacked up and you actually love the song. If your job is just to eat, you can vibe with it. Cool. But if the person across from you is like, I'm so glad that we're getting together because I want to really talk to you. And you're straining to hear them while trying to like filter out the music. That's a whole different vibe than just enjoying. It's kind of like why, why a grandparent or somebody can maybe be in a high stakes environment or not. A lot of us have grandparents that cut out way earlier than we do, but somebody else can maybe handle it because they don't have the expectations on themselves as we do. Yeah. Yeah. I always say, well, I always say when my husband would travel a lot, I'd say I'd go into babysitter mode because it would help me lower some of that because it was like keeping them alive, keeping them entertained, safe, like having fun. Maybe those are my goals. How you turned out. <laughs> Building character, we're like you went into dad mode. Is that rude? Well, I mean, it depends on what kind of a dad your kids have, but I think a babysitter at least she's getting paid. It's a job. She yes. probably she may love the kids and loves being she around. She may not clean up. She, she may, may leave up. you with a very dirty kitchen. She yeah. may not clean up. But for me, that lowered the pressure in that area so that I could handle the real pressures of four young boys. But they're noisy. Yes. They are noisy. Oh my gosh, they're noisy. And and sometimes it's a good-natured noise, which is, I don't think your body reads that any less violently, but sometimes it comes with like, oh, someone's going to get hurt. Like I can hear the beginnings of conflict and somebody is going to, do you hear my leaf blower out there? Talk about sensory. Yeah, here it comes. I hope it'll it'll be short. I'll get really close to the mic. Um, yeah. Um, but yes, that that siblings making noise sometimes can feel like you're just waiting for violence to happen, and that ignites a whole other part of your nervous system. So now we got another level of stress in our body. Yeah. No, I I don't know what stage of parenting it was that instead of just re reacting and responding to noise, I had to stop myself and say, Are they having a good time? Are they laughing together? And to take the next, like, sometimes at the stage we're in with teen boys, their humor might be a little bit naughty or perverted. And I kind of have to turn off the correct them because they're connecting. And the connection at that point is more important than this character development that I would then swoop in and I would, you know, be the wet blanket on the party and, you know. Yes. I'm just nodding. And I'm thinking of all the kooky things that middle school boys say and... 
you know, they wouldn't go into the parenting manual, but they're pretty funny. To them, they're all laughing real hard. Or that stage, what are they, three or four, when they just pee pee poo poo all the time? Yes. All the noise, all the sounds. So a mom is in that stage. This reality of parenting is overwhelming, overstimulating. She's feeling it. What tips it from this is normal that your body's getting overstimulated to possibly undiagnosed neurodivergence that's maybe you've hit your threshold and now it's like beyond just a normal overstimulated nervous system? Yeah, I think what we're talking about is a highly sensitive parent or person. And there's um, different ways of thinking about that. Some would call it neurodivergence. Some would say, oh, it's just a temperament trait. Oh, it's a trait. It's definitely not something you can work out of yourself. And I happen to think it's one of the most beautiful things about you if you're highly sensitive. Like you are the person that notices the person who's left out. You're the person who, like I did once, smells something's not right and saves your family from a fire. I mean, you're 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 taking in so much. Uh, like the definition, I don't have it in front of me, is somebody who processes things deeper. So the like five inputs of, you know, five, you've got sense of taste and touch and smell, and then you've got interoception, which is where you're feeling things inside your body happening. Oh, wow. And then of course you've got proprioceptive where you feel where your body is in space and all those things are coming at anybody, but the highly sensitive person is like delving deep into each of them against their will. What's that word? It's not subconsciously, but it's like, it's just happening yeah. automatically. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're involuntarily deeply processing each thing that comes at them. So that can make parenting kind of painful because there's so much. And if you're wondering, well, I wonder if I'm highly sensitive. It's going to be some things you would have noticed before even parenting, like just aware of subtleties in your environment. Like I will say to my husband, Oh, wow. As we're sitting at a restaurant, it seems like that family is going through something. There's something sad. And he's all, what family? <laughs> so I, I am noticing who's coming and going in an environment and I'm noticing the emotional life um, in them. So there's that kind of emotional part, which also can be tied to being someone who's experienced trauma or an adult child of, of addicts or addiction. You're You're used to checking all the environments. And so there's like, I wish I could draw a Venn diagram of like three different things that are kind of coming into play. Um, but there's a big part of it. You're just born. You're born having a high sensitivity to caffeine or not. Like I cannot have caffeine after noon or I'm going to pay for it at, at 11 PM when other people are having an, a 10 PM coffee after dinner. Who are these people? I never after offer coffee. And some of my friends are like, why can't we have coffee after dinner? I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Because we're not psychopaths. I, I would like my sleep, please. Yeah. No, I'm nodding with everything you're saying. I relate to everything you're saying. Yes. Y'all, I have the best thing to share with you. Uh, it is past the four boy test. If you have teen boys, you know what I'm talking about. They're always looking for ways to get more protein so they can bulk up. If, like my boys, you are looking for a snack you can give your kids that is high in protein and delicious, then look no further. I want to introduce you to Kudo Popcorn. All right, y'all? Kudo Popcorn has a cooking method that allows each bag of popcorn to have 10 grams of whey protein isolate in every bag while still tasting delicious. And I'm not joking. It They really love it. I brought them the bags and... 
I think they ate two and a half bags in one afternoon. So yeah, 10 grams of protein is like two eggs. Knox's favorite right now is the garlic Parmesan. And Price, uh, he liked the salty sweet kettle corn because he said it wasn't too sweet. Uh, There's also white cheddar, which I haven't personally tried, but they're all incredible. And so if you are looking for ways to get more protein in your kids, the Kudo popcorn is gluten-free, preservative-free, 100% whole grain, keto-friendly, and has 70 calories per cup. And it's made right here in the U.S. of A. One bite and Kudo popcorn will become your go-to healthy snack. They even have a one-ounce bag with five grams of protein if you need something on the go for yourself, mom. You'll be amazed how Kudo popcorn has somehow made your favorite healthy snack even tastier and healthier. For a limited time, my listeners get an exclusive 25% off discount when they use the code DMA at kudosnacks.com forward slash discount forward slash DMA. That's 25% off with the code DMA at kudosnacks.com forward slash discount forward slash DMA. Treat yourself to a snack that understands your lifestyle and join the kudo movement. Okay, well, there's also Mm -hmm. like a feeling of oversensitivity to bright lights, strong smells. Like, Like I don't go into a bed, bath and beyond. I think they're disgusting. Whereas someone who's more neurotypical is like, no, it's awesome to have this fragrance going to me multiple different fragrances or multiple different sounds. Like you're highly sensitive if you go into a beautiful restaurant to sit and you're like, um, can everyone hear the kitchen music is different than the dining room music? We're going to need to get out of here. Um, or we're going to need to move where my brain only is processing one of the musics. You have generally, if you're highly sensitive, you have a an opinion on how fabrics and clothing feel. And there's certain things you're like, "Uh -uh, I don't wear socks with seams and things like that. And when we have a child like that and we're not highly sensitive or we haven't embraced that that part of us, we tend to see this child as like not being cooperative, but really they're advocating for what is very distracting. Like I recently was gifted the most beautiful cashmere sweater. And I was like, I can't wait to be a girl that wears cashmere sweaters in the winter. And as soon as it went on, I was like, oh no. And there was something about that wool, that feeling that was just itching at me and I had to get it off. I couldn't think. So there's that tactile. There's also having just a rich inner life. Like you, you're, you process things deeper. So you think about things. If you're exposed to violence. It stays with you. Um, I I think I remember the first time knowing that I was different from my friends in this area was going to see a movie called The Crow that was like in the 90s. And it's this action-packed guy, but his, his origin story is that his his wife, or maybe it was his mother, was brutally attacked by multiple people. And they they film it from her eye point of view. So you're seeing people coming for her and hurting her. And I was like, I, I, I cannot sit here and witness this. I don't care that it's an actor or it's a, a contrived, it feels so real in my body. And so as a highly sensitive person, you really need to protect your heart, especially, I don't know when this podcast is going to come out, but so many atrocities and, and torture and, and evil being shown on, on social media right now, shut it down, protect your heart. Sometimes if you're highly sensitive, you startle easily. Uh, me and my son love to scare each other because the payoff is huge. 
It's a good connecting point. That's good. It is. If you, if it's consensual, <laughs> my husband had to look me in the eye and, and he doesn't curse. And he did curse when I scared him the last time. And he said, you cannot do that to you, to me. You will cause a heart attack. And I'm like, oh, darn. Okay. I'll just do it to my <laughs> Like son. in Parks and Rec. I think that happens. They do that. So one of the guys, it's, uh, yeah, he ended up in the hospital. Gary. Okay. Gary. Oh, poor Gary. <laughs> You feel things big in both directions. So something that feels really gross and cringy and not good and the opposite, you really delight and get so much out of other things. Maybe for you, it's essential oils. Like your day is made. If you can just get that going in the morning, your hunger, things that happen inside your body, you're more aware of than someone else. So it impacts you more. And it's just, it's to me, it's like being a superhero because I just see and hear and notice things like, oh, it sounds like our um, our pool filter's not working. And my husband's like, what are you talking about? It's like, oh, can't you hear? It's not, mm, and now it's like, eh, like it's a higher decibel. So you're just aware of everything. It can make you somewhat distractible. There is this new um, thinking coming in, and I don't have an opinion either way, that HSP is a um, glorified sort of um, whitewashed way of saying autism. What? Yeah. I I don't think I'm autistic. I know I have ADHD. Yeah. Yeah. I've Um, seen a Venn diagram of that where it's like ADHD, autism, and and sensory and how they, what, where they overlap. Like if you have kids and you're like, wow, you're describing my kids. We've done episodes on that. We'll link to them in the show notes about when your kids have sensory, but as an adult, yeah, I could see like, yeah, maybe what I find is if I'm so taking in all the sounds, I can look a little ADHD. Yeah, because it's distracting. Other people aren't taking all that information. Because it seems in, like I'm not so focusing they... on what the main thing is. Yeah, And it may be. Yeah. It's part of that. Your brain is trying to do too many things or if it feels like it's there's a threat, it's going to protect you. Your body's going to protect yes. you. So, Amen. yeah. And I think one other th- way this shows up is it's hard for me to put my brain in how something will feel. So my husband will be planning for a trip. We're going to, okay, when we're in Europe, I need to know what you want to do now. Or where are you going to want to go? I don't know till I'm there because you might pick a wonderful restaurant. And as I walk in, there are fluorescent lights. There is a, an emotional vibe I don't like. Or like I, I kind of have to be in an environment. And the same comes when, you, when you're a mom with young kids. It sounds great to go to the pumpkin patch. And then you get in there and you realize that there are five rides going at once, which would be fine if you're walking around by yourself, but you're not. You're trying to echolocate your three and your five-year-old who are flight risks. And suddenly what's fun for other people is like a horror show for you. No, I think that's really, it's good to be aware. Like as you're describing, if the person listening, if they're like, wow, huh, I thought everybody thought was like that. I thought everybody noticed all those things. And to say no and to realize, okay, so I'm a big proponent of you be the mom God made you to be. So there's strengths in the fact that you are more sensitive and aware to your child's moods or the change in temperature. Like I think I saved us from our water heater flooding our house because same as you, like I could hear that something was different and it wasn't turning off. Anyway, these are all gifts that you give your family, but also there are things you're going to have to say no to that another mom is doing with her kids, and that's okay. Yes, and uh, um, say no 
without feeling guilty is my next class Let's do coming it. up on November 11th. November 11th. So if that's hard for you, yeah. if you're if you're not only HSP, you're also a people pleaser, which means you've kind of been at war with what you need to prioritize what other people need and you need a little bit of a framework, come join us. Yeah. No, I think that's really good because that might be the first tip we give a mom who, mm. whether she has HSP or not, is be aware of how you're wired and where your limits are and say no where you can say no. Yeah. And come up with a way to say no that feels um, like you're not throwing yourself under the bus. Oh, I'm a disaster. I can't handle it. Instead, just I'm trying to be really careful about what I expose myself to and what I take on. I'm trying to create more margin. I find I'm more, um, I'm a better friend and mother and sister and daughter when my knee jerk response is no. And I create more margin versus, oh, I'm just overwhelmed at the time. I can't take it on. You know, you don't have to be wrong to say no. Yeah. And I think it's different seasons. So when mine were real little and I had four of them, I recognized playdates were not where I was going to connect with my mom friends. Mm -hmm. It was hurtful to my heart. I needed to do my own thing with my boys, connect with them that way. That was plenty for me to manage. And then on my another time without kids, hang out with girlfriends. Yes. Yeah. Because when you're highly sensitive or when you have four kids, because they're the same thing, um, <laughs> yeah. because you have more inputs coming at you than other people do. Yeah. There's just, there's this level of stimulus that other people aren't aware of that you're managing. And so like to be in charge of all those kids and making sure the one that's your spiciest isn't like coming for one of their kids and they're going, so what do you like to do? And you're like, oh no, I, I can't try to be a good friend in this moment. There's too many roles at once. So yeah, like stripping away and just not like the, the, there's so much ministry and beauty in unitasking, doing one thing and treating it almost like a ritual versus, okay, I'm so great. I'm multitasking. Well, you're, you're, you're filling up your sensory cup. And if you are HSP, you have a smaller sensory cup than someone else and it fills up quicker. And so you have to do things throughout the day that empty it mm. or throughout your week, Versus thinking you have the same capacity as somebody else. What would be some of those emptying ideas? Well, number one, sleep. Huh. You are very impacted by sleep. That is kind of the time that the playroom of your brain gets everything put back together. Um, and so when you're not getting eight hours, yeah. then everything, um, you, you have less capacity to process what's coming at you. So like sleep is just a non-negotiable. Well, and you think of these moms with young kids. Yeah. They're getting not, That's they're the getting reason why they're yeah. so less like, than eight hours yeah. and disrupted. Yes. So they're there. It makes sense. If you're in that stage of your life that you feel like a stripped wire, that's just buzzing and or foggy. Yes. Like I feel foggy. like some of that sensory too can be under responding sometimes. You can be like understimulated sometimes where you're like, I can't even answer your question Ooh. about that. Yes. Which leads me to our second, actually it's our third because okay. you said say no, yeah. we said sleep. Yeah. Um, and then the third would be having some kind of like sensory diet mm. for yourself, which comes from um, OTs, yeah. um, occupational therapists, if anybody's had that for your kid. It's just this idea of knowing what fills up your body and 
um, or in the metaphor we just had, what empties out your cup so that your allostatic load, your, your, your body's ability to take on more, you know, in a low stress way is like fortified. And for you, that may be the warmth of a cup of coffee staring off into space, you know, that that's an important ritual for you because that's how your brain works. It kind of needs time to wander and meander. And a lot of us wake up and it's like, we're at war through no fault of our own, but it like, we're being woken up by somebody, mommy, I just peed in my pants. And, and suddenly it's on. And so creating some kind of like space to care for yourself, something you do, and then you name it like, this is for me. Mm -hmm. And it has quiet. Maybe you decide, I know other people like to play music all day. And that feels like such a warm household. We cannot be that people. Or maybe you have um, certain kinds of music that helps soothe you. There's um, gray music, gray noise. If you look up gray noise Hmm. on um, YouTube, there's just some great sounds that might make you decrease. Maybe you know that you need to see the sun before you look at your screens, Hmm. which I think is important. Sky before screens. Or maybe for you, it's literally things for your pro- proprioceptive system and your vestibular system, which are like swaying, bouncing up and down that kind of help you or deep pressure, like a deep knowing that you need a deep, long hug from your partner before they go. Or maybe you're in a stage where you need no one to touch you and you need like water. Like you want to, even though you're not dirty, you want to start the day just cleansing your body with water or you want to push against a wall. These are things that um, work for people with autism. Well, yeah. No, I remember I because I, mean, I was a speech pathologist and I would work with kids and work with an OT. Oh my goodness. OT. Okay, so you need to tell us. Well, I would work with an OT and like the brushing, the skin. So I have one who has sensory stuff. So we would brush his skin, but we don't think as adults to do the things. Like some people would say, oh my gosh, don't brush my skin. That's too much. But for other kids, that's calming. And you keep, you would always have one hand touching their arm to ground them while you're brushing. You would never just brush without another hand holding. You're always moving and holding and grounding. As highly sensitive people, maybe like me, you get motion sickness. Maybe you struggle with nausea from anxiety or like my boys, they get it from their migraines. Maybe you're in your early stages of pregnancy and you have morning sickness or you're walking through cancer treatment and chemotherapy and you are looking for relief. Well, let me introduce you to Relief Band. This podcast is sponsored by Relief Band. It is the number one anti-nausea wristband that quickly relieves and effectively prevents nausea and vomiting. So what I love is that it's natural It's fast acting and it'll last as long as you need it. It's 100% drug-free, non-drowsy with zero side effects. And when Relief Band sent me one of their wristbands, I passed it along to our friends whose son was diagnosed with cancer and he is in his third round of chemo. And she'd mentioned to me that he was struggling with the drugs they were giving him because it made him not feel like himself. He wasn't able to do the schoolwork he's trying to keep up with while he is in treatment. And so I am thankful that I was able to help them out in that way. So if you are someone who's struggling and you are looking for a better natural option, 
you need to check out Relief Band. Relief Band has an A plus Better Business Bureau rating and over 100,000 satisfied customers. So they are a brand you can trust. And, you know, with the holidays, Relief Band makes a great gift for the nausea sufferer in your life. So right now, Relief Band is running their biggest sale of the year for Black Friday. So head over to reliefband.com to receive 20% off your purchase plus free shipping. That's Relief Band, R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com for 20% off plus free shipping. Y'all know that I love the convenience and the help of Thrive Market for getting my grocery and household items that help me keep more clean products in our home, especially when it comes to household essentials, cleaning supplies, or even that unique grocery item that I like to have, like my ginger that I can just squirt out of a tube and use in my recipes. Thrive Market makes it so easy. One, they keep all my previous orders, so I can just select things that I've ordered before. Two, I save money on every single order. I was just looking and I got a special holiday foaming hand wash that's sugar cookie flavored and it was 36% off. I got a canned pumpkin. Uh, It was 53% off. Nut pod that was almond, coconut, creamer, peppermint mocha flavored. That was 11% off. If you want to check it out, I would highly recommend it if you never ever have because it also can save you time. Like I mentioned, they save the things I've ordered in the past, but also you can search really easily. If I am looking for a specific certified gluten-free snack or a low sugar alternative or a non-toxic cleaning, I can just curate a list with a click of a button. They have so many great filters on their site and the ultimate don't mom alone move. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join they give. So join in on the savings with Thrive Market today. Get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. So go to thrivemarket.com slash DMA for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash DMA, thrivemarket.com slash DMA. Another thing is like, if you could see me, I'm making like a, a butterfly by linking my thumbs together uh, with my palms facing me and pushing that against your your upper chest and then just thumping mm. that, that oh, um, yes. deep pressure of like, okay, I'm coming back into my body. And right now as I'm doing it, it makes me go, oh, it's this vibe of feeling like I'm coming back in and noticing what's happening inside me instead of monitoring everything outside me. Yeah. So having some kind of sensory diet, basically rituals of connection to yourself and trying to get the quiet time before, this Mm. would be like the fourth tip, schedule quiet or peace earlier in the day versus, oh, I got to just get these kids to sleep by finally, I've started it at 730, now it's nine, I finally can have quiet time. It's kind of too late. Like we need to be recharged earlier and that keeps the our meltdown away versus after the meltdown. So if your kid is still napping, start changing it to calling it quiet time because when they're done napping, we still want quiet time mm-hmm. where no one's talking and get comfortable putting your finger to your lips if you talk quiet, even if they're right next to you, like where you're kind of closed for business. You're allowed to do that because it really helps. And then 
make sure your clothing, like you shouldn't be wearing anything that feels gross to your body. Like if you like tight things, leggings make, are like your weighted blanket of sorts, wear leggings. But if you like loose things, wear loose things. I like dresses sometimes, Mm. but with the biker shorts underneath, that's nice for me. Freedom, feel girly, but also like tight. Yeah. I think being very aware and what I was going to say about the sensory with proprioceptive, I think we don't know enough about it as adults. If you realize, man, I really loved to run when I was a teenager and a 20 year old, but I'm getting kind of older and it's harder on my joints. The thing that makes it one of the things that makes running helpful. And this is what one of my kids was the joint compression. You can do it without running where you hold behind the joint or someone could do this for you. You hold behind the joint and you push into the joint on the other side of it. So you're, you're again, grounding behind the joint, pushing into the joint, and that causes a release of endorphins for people who they aren't aware of their body in space or they're not getting that feedback. That's why they're crashing into things. They're trying to get that joint compression. That sensory seeking. And rather, or like what you were doing the other day on your video of just hitting the pillow. Like that's joint compression. Mm, so it's also. I was smarter than I thought. Yeah. You're getting out the emotion of maybe getting frustrated and being frustrated, but you're also, your body is getting a positive endorphins in every joint that is getting compressed. Yeah. And you're moving into the next tip, which would be moving your body to get out some of the, of the, as a highly sensitive person, another way to look at it is some people will call it an empath. You're holding a lot mm-hmm. for other people or that isn't yours, that they didn't even want to give you. You're, you're just taking on so much that movement and dance yeah. is a great way to expand that. In fact, I'm trying something new, Heather. Okay. Anybody on my newsletter, I'm inviting them to a dance your emotions out little lunchtime Zoom I've got two people watching the monitors so no weirdos show up and do anything weird. Um, they're going to be looking <laughs> you, for... You have security. Okay. That are, that are yeah, okay. Security has been called in. All right. Yeah, okay. there will be security. But I am such a believer in moving your body without doing it to be pleasing to someone mm. else. And it's it's a mind flip because every time I dance, there is a part of me that's like, Oh, does this look, does this still look sexy? Am I still sexy? And it's <laughs> that is not the, the point of Yeah. 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 That's not the point. So often I will close my eyes and how does your body want to move? Because your body is built and designed by God to kind of be like sustaining. Like it, it knows when you want to punch dance versus squeeze and hold yourself and love on yourself while dancing. And I just think if you can dance with the Holy Spirit, it's why we get so emotional in worship mm-hmm. songs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because we're finally letting ourselves sway and 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 just let our poor body be the leader instead of us trying to control it. Um, and this, you know, so movement that is is not for I got to get in shape or I'm trying to build strength, but movements just for movement's sake, because it helps you metabolize stuck feelings and um, stimulus you're holding in your core and, you know, gets your vagus nerve um, nice and vibrated. Uh, do you do you dance much? I love dancing. We would dance in the kitchen when the kids were little, like as, as we would clean up dinner, but would you do it with your kids? Like if you notice that 
Yes, it's a total mood Yes, when everyone's in just a negative space and they're grumbling, complaining, and nitpicking, yes. like let's put on some music. Yeah, and I would start to build yourself a playlist. Like I have a cry dancing playlist uh-huh. that is just for making me sad. Yes. But I read recently in music theory that if you're trying to get like your biometrics, like your heart rate and your blood pressure. Uh, if you're trying to shift them through music, you start with a song that has the beats per minute you're already at. This is like extra expert level. And then you start to, if you're trying to bring people down, then you might choose a more chiller song. But if you're trying to get kids who are agitated and hyper, you might start with ACDC. It was a fast machine. She kept yeah. the... And everybody's like, yeah. now you're, then maybe your second song slowly. But if you start immediately with like, let me play classical music <laughs> for these kids, they will reject it because it's, it's dissonant to where their body is. So yes, I do. Now, if you're highly sensitive and you're trying to dance and someone's saying, wait, mommy, I want to ask you, that defeats the purpose. So again, I would put my finger to my lips and I'd say, or I would, I would prepare them ahead of time when I turn the music on, I, we won't be able to hear each other. Is there anything you want to tell me now? And then you start it and you, they can handle three minutes of mom being weird and moving around and not making eye contact and not being open for business. Your body needs it and they need it too. And I always think like, what's the memory they're going to have? Say more about that. That they're an adult. They're thinking back about their childhood and they picture their mom dancing. There are worse (laughs) memories kids can have of parents. Yes. And if right now you're thinking, thanks, Heather, my kid's going to have a memory of me yelling at them because that's what's usually going on. That's That's okay. okay. That's why you're meant to hear this message. That's okay. There's every, you are never too late. Every day is a new Mm -hmm. option. This afternoon is a new option. Your whole rituals can shift moment to moment if you are choosing to. And you are strong enough to handle a little resistance because when you change the way you show up, Everybody's going to resist at first. They're not going to maybe trust that you're going to stay calm or kind or that um, there's, you know, they're going to expect the old behavior and push back. So even if they're like, I don't like this song, that's okay. Mama likes it. You could choose the next song. Yeah. I think you do a really good job of, and if y'all haven't heard my interview with Mary last time, holding the stance of it's authority without authoritarian. Like it's, I, I am the parent here and also... And I have thoughts and I can talk like a queen is what you told us. Like your posture of, oh, what I, why don't I get to pick the song? You always pick the song. Like the victim. Yes. Are you the victim mom? Which I think I've been many years. But that what, the way you just said that was a great example for all of us of holding a boundary, holding on to self and invitational that yeah, I'd love to hear what song you pick after this one. That'd be great. Mm. Can't wait to hear what you're going to pick. <laughs> Calm. Yes. That's beautiful. I'm remembering we did a, we did a, mm-hmm. we should, we should resurface our reel we did together. We got a great reel. We're really good at reels. All right, my last tip, and then I got to run, yeah. is get your butt into nature, mm. whatever that means for you, that, um, nature is an immediate soother of a highly sensitive person. It's all, it's all this like manufactured stuff in your home and, um, in your workplace and in the busy streets that kind of work at you. There's nothing like, um, hearing the wind in the trees and, and the tickle down your neck from that or birds chirping first thing in the morning. So get yourself outside. Yeah. 
Those are all, these are all fantastic tips. Um, and noise canceling earbuds. What's your position on that? Heck yes. Okay. It's not going to hurt anybody. No, it's not going to hurt anybody. And most of them, you can still hear everybody. You just hear them a lot more muted. But I also think it's okay to work in your schedule, your kind of basic rhythm that you have during the day, that there's a time where mom wears her earphones. There's a time where mom is quiet. Um, I don't have to be quiet, but she's quiet. Um, but I know that we connect right before it or right after, and maybe there's a timer. So like, or, or oh, mom's having a sensory break. Like, don't make it about the kids. It's about your needs. And um, I hope that they can grow up seeing that their mom had needs and she met them. And for the mom who asked, how do you deal with noisy boys? I feel like we've helped her out. Yeah. Get them outside. Get a hose. and Hose them down. I'm just kidding. I'd say, let's see who can run around the garage the fastest. Go. Move your big muscles. I mean, there is there- – like, it's so simple that it sounds like it's not advice, but having a couple days a week where after school you go and you spend two hours in a park and it doesn't even have to have a, a swing or any of that equipment. It's just feels like a pseudo forest and mm-hmm. you're lying on a, a, a blanket staring up at the sky. You're not on your phone. Mm-hmm. You're just letting nature heal you and your kids are figuring things out. And maybe you have a book, you know, anybody can, you can read a book. You can eat these snacks next to me. You can figure it out. I'm not going to entertain you. I love you. We're, it's our park day, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Like that will give you a lot of, um, a, a lot of security knowing that's coming. Yeah. No, that's very good. We got to go. Everybody check out Mary's stuff. If you have spicy ones, she's your gal and sign up for all of her courses. Mom's the spicy ones and this new Nork. No course. What are you calling it? How to say no without feeling guilty. Yeah. Go check it out. Okay. Thanks, y'all. I hope you check out Mary Van Geffen's resources. She has lots of courses if you have a spicy one. And like I said before, she is a self-proclaimed spicy one. And so if you follow her on Instagram, you'll know she covers a variety of topics. She is not afraid to be her authentic self. And she may not be for everyone, and that's okay. I think she is a national treasure. And um, while we may not agree on every single issue, I don't think you have to agree on everything to enjoy people and learn from them. So that's my view on it. I am going to pray over us. Lord, I thank you that you made each of us so uniquely. I thank you that you also, as believers in you, gave us your Holy Spirit so we can ask you for guidance and discernment on what we need at any given moment that we can come to you, that we can get refilled by you in just a phrase and in a moment. And I pray, Lord, that you would bring, um, make us more aware of when we are dysregulated and we need your love and your care for our hearts and minds so that we can lovingly care for our own children. Thank you that you gave us limits. Thank you that setting boundaries with others is not wrong, that it is okay and that it is good and that it shows us that We are loved by a limitless God, a God who sees the future, who sees what is coming and that we can trust is sovereign and cares for us. And so, Lord, I pray that today, right in this moment, that you would breathe a fresh, um, renewed energy into the parent who's listening, that you would help calm their nervous system in a unique way that can only be explained by you, God. 
I pray that we would be filled with peace that passes understanding that 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 phrase in itself comes from us coming to you, recognizing our limits. And I pray, Lord, for us this week. I pray that you would, as all of the holiday things are spinning and adding to our sensory overload, that we would get small and connected to you first, Lord. And Jesus' name, amen. Okay, thanks y'all for joining me. I will see you back here next week. I have a great interview with Emily Lay. She is an entrepreneur, a mom, creator of The Simplified Planner. And we are gonna talk about how to deal with the worry spiral. If you're someone who your mind can get caught up in all of the worries, this episode is for you. I'll meet you back here next week. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news, the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us, moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.